There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, welcome to the Rosecast. Thank you for listening, as always, to our loyal Rosecast Nation and new listeners. Welcome. I'm your host, Tim Kennedy. With me, as always, Bachelor um, AB. I'm all out of synonyms <laughs> for experts. Bachelor enthusiast, renowned Bachelor enthusiast, Alex Bradford. AB, how are you feeling? Feeling great. How are you? Good. You ready for this shit to be over? You about done with this? No, 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 no. Me neither. No, no. <laughs> Never that. Okay, good. I'm act- I actually got a little sad when I realized it's almost over because when they did the coming up we- next week, yeah. it's mental all, you know, the season's winding down. Yeah, you know, I had that same feeling. They showed clips of, you know contestants of bachelorette pass and i was like dang this was a pretty good season we had a lot of fun with these guys <laughs> yeah, i forgot i forgot about all the people that everybody let go i everybody. forgot about what boom i forgot what boom even happened until yeah. i saw him last night Waboom, like diggy will yeah. josiah forgot about all those guys iggy uh <laughs> forgot about kenny i mean I'm, i won't go so far as to say i forgot kenny existed but i forgot I forgot about Lee, thankfully. I mean, it's, uh, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't know. I feel like we're about to graduate, like, high school or college or something. I feel kind of <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, anyway, AB, what'd you, what'd you overall, th- uh, first thoughts on the episode? Good, bad, indifferent? Very good. Very good episode. Yeah. Enjoyed it. All right. Well, then let's get right to it. We're in Dallas. Well, first, AB, the question I always ask you think we're going to go over under an hour, episode wise? Definitely over. Okay, just wanted to make get that clear right off the bat. Um, we're in Dallas, Rachel's hometown. She's walking the streets, waving into stores like she's like people are waving back at her or something. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> uh, but first, we're with the boys at the Hilton Garden Inn. AB Rachel breaks tradition here. Apparently, now this is why I have to lean on you because I don't know Bachelor Bachelorette tradition. But the three remaining contestants, Brian, Eric, and Peter, would normally be separated, sequestered, quarantined, post-hometowns. But here they are in the same room, 
and they're all three going to meet Rachel's family as opposed to just two. Now, I didn't, I don't know. Is that normal? I thought three people met the families. Rachel changed the shit up, Rim. It's, I think three people can meet the families and that's happened before, but it's not before the fantasy suites. Interesting. Okay. That they do that. So it's it's usually after that. So I was fully expecting fantasy suites. That's all this episode's going to be. Three fantasy suites. She switched it up, gave them gave them the hometowns with her family first, which was definitely not the norm. Another part of that is these guys normally don't see each other at this after hometowns. Like they only see each other at the rose ceremonies because feelings are getting real now. Uh, you might not want to be sitting in a room for full days at a time with your girlfriend's or soon to be fiance's other boyfriend. Yeah. Um, so they usually don't do that, but this episode, all of them had to spend time with each other. You know, I kind of like that. And it surprises me that they don't do that. Like if you, if you want to put on your like scuzzy producer hat, like why wouldn't you want these guys like hanging around, (laughs) like make them hang out while the third one's at the fantasy suite, like get the shit to a rut if you really want it to go down. But anyway, okay. Peter's up first. A little surprise. Brian usually gets everything first from roses to one-on-ones to thousand, $10,000 watches, but she switches it up again and says Pete's up first. Before they meet the family, though, each of these guys and Rachel has a pre-family activity. And I think the activities are telling, A.B. Pete, his pre-family activity is they have to go fucking shopping for baby clothes. (laughs) (laughs) Now, this this struck me as super friend zone, A.B., especially when compared to the other twos. I didn't take it that way, Ram. This could be a fun little thing you do with your serious girlfriend. You know, you go shopping for a niece and nephew's clothes. You start to have thoughts of, you know, one day this will be us yeah. going baby shopping. I I thought it was okay. Could be a cute little thing. All right. All right. That's fair. Back at the house. A.B., lots of back at the houses this episode. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be a good episode. <laughs> Our most popular segment <laughs> is the one-minute discussion about what happens during basically like the cutscenes where the guys are talking <laughs> totally out of context and behind each other's backs. Anyway, Brian somehow knows. Brian, It's Brian and Eric back at, back at the house. Brian somehow knows that Peter told – now, try to keep up here. Brian knows that Peter told Rachel that he's not sure he'll propose even if she picks him. Yep, you got now, it. Now, we... Did I get it? Okay. You got now, it. we are... We're, we don't like Brian. Okay, that's well known. We're some of the biggest Brian haters in Bachelor Nation, I'd say. I mean, no, yeah, if he sued us for slander, it would be completely he'd, reasonable. You'd have a case. You'd <laughs> have, have a, a big-time case. Like, hey, we, we would got, settle. Yeah, we would. We'd settle, but we got lawyers. Like, we'll, we'd settle. It'd be a good settlement. It'd be a fair settlement. I'll put it yeah, that way. Yeah, fair. Um, anyway, but Brian, that said, takes the high road, AB. I mean, compared to how Peter talks when Brian's not there, I, you got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, I put my hand up on this one. Yeah, he's kind of talking a little bit behind Peter's back, but he says, hey, I don't knock Peter for that attitude. Everyone moves at their own pace. I just want what's best for Rachel. Meanwhile, 
fucking Pete's out here wiling back of the house, <laughs> talking about fake cheeks and what have you. Like, I don't know. I was okay with how Peter, you know, framed this discussion. How Brian framed it. Brian, yes, excuse me. He says, it just sucks to think that one of us could go home over somebody that doesn't feel the same way we do. Listen, Brian, fine. Back at the house. You're okay. You, you're you all clear here. Doing okay. Eric was very, he was stunned to find out this news, though. He, yeah. he was wondering why Peter was even here anymore. And yeah. it, you, just th- you just think when he's saying this, like, okay, but you're actually the weird one here, Eric. That's <laughs> <laughs> in love with Rachel. You're the weird one here, actually, so. Like Eric's never been in love, so he's he comes in here like, how could you not fall fall in love immediately? Like, well, Eric, I mean, how could how could you fall in love at all? <laughs> yeah, what? let's flip it around a little bit. How are yeah. you the way you are right now? Topsy turvy, that motherfucker. All right. Anyway, that was back at the house. Now it's time for Peter to meet the Lindsays. Before they go inside, though, before they go into the old Dallas mansion Mr. Lindsay built from years of hard work in the federal judiciary, thank you for your service. You're a patriot and a countryman, and we respect you. <laughs> I didn't write any of that down. That just came out. I don't know <laughs> if that hit or not. We'll find out. <laughs> AB, before they go inside, Peter talks to Rachel a little bit. He says, listen, it was, he wanted to clarify how they, how they left off after Peter's hometown when he basically declined to say, I love you. What did you make of this little uh, makeup session? You know what that was, Rim? It was Peter backtracking big time to save his ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing's changed about how he feels. But then he he comes with the, I'm falling in love with you. And that was not the case last episode. It was it was a backtrack. And I think it kind of fell flat. Honestly, she bought it, but it, it seemed flat to me. It was basically like. Oh, hey, I forgot to say I'm falling in love with you last time. Hey, so remember, I, I'm falling in love with you. So. Remember when we had that talk? Like, I don't know for sure if you remember it or not. Actually, yeah, that's the reason she wants to send you home. Yeah, she remembered it, Peter. But I'm actually am falling in love with you. No. And he was like, didn't it? So, and I just want to let you know that I am falling with you, love with you. So now that we have that out of the way, we can go ahead and continue. Thank you. She does give him the, she's falling in love with him too, which she has only given to Dean, who's at home. On, <laughs> he's actually so it's on, a kiss of death, he's on Bachelor in Paradise right now. And then Peter, those are the only two she's said it to at this she, point. It was weird. She goes, Peter doesn't just say things just to say them. But of course I have to tell him I'm falling in love with you too. Rachel, no, you do not need to tell him that <laughs> at all. Watch the show for me one time. Remember, remember Ben's season when it was like he said "I love you" to two girls, and it was like chaos. It was this big scandal. Now the love is being thrown around just willy fucking nilly. Yeah. I can't keep yeah. up with who loves who on this ep- on this season. <laughs> I I don't really get why this has changed. It's weird. These people need to sh- keep their mouths shut when someone tells them <laughs> that you love that they love you. Well, it's the con- from the perspective of the contestants, it's almost like Christmas in retail. You know how they say Christmas comes earlier every year and every year the you know the shops stores are putting out their Christmas stuff, you know, before Halloween and pretty soon yeah. it's going to be before July 4th. Well, as the seasons go on, Bachelor Bachelorette contestants have to keep beating each other to the I love you punch. So it's getting earlier and earlier. I love you is getting earlier and earlier every year, folks. It's true. All right. Rachel's family. Just want a quick run down the roster because we're going to be talking about them a lot this episode. Older sister, Constance. Mm-hmm. Her husband, Alec. Alex, maybe. Alex. Brother-in-law. 
We met these two on Nick's season. Alex was the Alex was the guy that tried to steal the show and like yeah. his own reality yeah. show out of this appearance. That was him. He was very unfunny. Yeah. He he was off-putting to Nick. <laughs> he was very off-putting. Her mom Kathy, Uncle Jeff and Aunt Connie. Um no Mr. Lindsay, we expected that though. They sit down to eat lunch. And, A.B., what do you think Rachel's drinking at, like, noon on a Tuesday? A big old glass of whiskey. Big big hunk of whiskey. Neat. Okay? No rocks for Rachel. It's noon, goddammit, and she wants her whiskey. Uh, they ask Peter about his family, and right off the bat, Peter basically mentions his family, but gets right to the meat of his parents' relationship, which is the fact that they were engaged after only a month. Um. I just want to pause here, A.B., and say that hometowns, meeting the families, it's so fucking wild. It's This is so crazy. They, this is the one thing about that sh- this show that kind of, like, brings it back into reality. You know, you do all these dates, you do, you're picking, you're whittling it down to people, and then you take your, th- your top three or two or whatever it is and bring them out of that bubble and say, here, meet my family, real people. And they're like, all right, well, prove to us that this isn't nonsense. Prove to us that this isn't bullshit. Like, how can you two possibly be in love? You know it's a TV show, right? Everyone, the family's just looking around at each other like, is this for real? Like, are you serious? You're going to marry these guys? Well, it's, yeah, it's like you said. These people are, are in a bubble. They don't have, you know, they don't have social media. They don't have their phones and stuff during this time. So they're just in this fairy tale world for like a couple months where the only thing you can do is fall in love. Basically, that's all yeah. that's all you can do. That's, that's all you have time to do is think about that other person. And then you're spending time with them consistently. So then you come back into the real world and like you're in love with this person and you hadn't met them the last time they saw you. It's a, it's a great situation. It's a little bit, being on The Bachelor Bachelor is a little bit like being in Las Vegas for like three days. You're there, you win some money, you're like, shit, man, I could do this, I could live here, I'm a big baller, look at all these nice things I'm surrounded by, everybody Bright loves lights. me, I could do this, I'm, I'm, I'm a Vegas person. And then, like, you leave, and then you get back to, like, your shitty job, and you're like, man, I can't, I couldn't have lasted <laughs> another day there, I don't know what I was thinking, well, I was brainwashed by the bright lights of, in this case, The Bachelorette. Uh, A.B., what did you make of Pete's little, uh, little speech here? Uh, it hit Rim. He he won him over with his big, long, boring ass, drawn out speech. <laughs> so, <laughs> so boring. boring. Oh, I didn't even take notes. He put me to sleep. Shut up. Oh Pete. my god. Shut up. It, it, the family liked it, but this wrap guy it up drones on. I'm <laughs> oh gonna put in the god. wrap it up Pete thing in there. Ab, I, this is what I discovered this episode. Peter talks like the most boring Obama speech you can imagine. He's got the same <laughs> Obama like tone and manner of he's like well and uh we we fell in love and that and then you're just like holy shit get on with it pete like what happened drag it on uh but there's something interesting that happened in this boring ass speech peter says last night during my hometown date and this is un- rachel doesn't know this coming i realized i'm falling in love with rachel <laughs> 
No reaction from the family, AB. None. Didn't hit. Didn't Did hit. not. You want to talk about something that didn't hit? I think they were asleep. If they were, if it was earlier in the speech, they might have been like, oh, yeah, that's so exciting. But they're like, oh, Rachel. Rachel's mom had a look on her face that I love. And it's it, it happens almost every season with a with a mom or dad and it's the look of my child is on this bullshit reality tv show and i'm a little dead inside because of it i never i mean if let's let's say you're put yourself in the shoes of rachel's mother and father you raise uh rachel upstanding citizen respectable woman proud independent woman she becomes an attorney i mean she's just all you could ever hope for in a child and a daughter and then she fucking brings back, she parades three guys in front of you in the span of 18 hours, and she's the bachelorette. and she has Video to, cameras all over. Oh, my God. And then she's like, well, you can fall in love in a month, I swear. It's, I mean. But anyway, if we keep up at this pace, it's going to be a two-hour episode, AB. And I know we got things to do, so let's keep it moving. Rachel and her sister Constance. Now, they talk a little bit about Peter's surprise drop of the L word. Uh, a little bit ago, but the funny thing for me here was their their discussion of our very specific love tears that we created last episode. I don't know how they figured this out. I don't know how they listened before we recorded it, but <laughs> she says, Constance says, "Have you said it to anyone yet?" Rachel says, "I said I said I'm falling in love." Yes, Constance says, "But not I love you to anyone." No, not I love you. Just wanted to point that out that the the love tears mm-hmm. are taken off. Love tears. Yep. Rachel says, I want marriage and I want kids. I'm not trying to date someone. I've had plenty of boyfriends. Well, Rachel, you got to date. You, you got to date before you get married. Just to <laughs> FYI, girl. These you dates gotta, don't count. Yeah. Like, these dates <laughs> don't count. You got to actually still date. Yeah. Um, also, Peter's out. Okay. So can we all agree this is the moment when it was like, okay, Peter's done then. You're not, <laughs> you're not going to pick the, you have three choices. And one of them is like, I just want to date after this. And I won't said, yeah, he flat out will not, you know, if you choose him, he will not give you a ring that day. You know that you are not getting engaged if you choose him. So it's over. He's it's done. Over. She's not choosing him. She's not no. choosing Peter. I mean, all we have to hope for is that maybe she chooses Eric. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put my stake in that ground. I'll put it that way. <laughs> uh, Peter and the, the, the brother-in-law. My question is, why is this guy involved at all? <laughs> okay, that's what I wrote down. Why is a brother-in-law getting a sit-down situation in this with all these other people there? Like, there's uncles and all this. No, fuck that. If if, if my daughter brings someone home and then, like, one of my your just other, random... Your other daughter's husband. Yeah, so no, he might- let's make this easier for you, AB. You have a sister-in-law who's not married. If she brought a guy that was potentially going to be your fiance to your in-laws' home, yeah. would you be like, "Come here, buddy. Like, let's you and I gotta talk." Yeah, that's that's a better <laughs> way to put it, actually. Than thinking and then, about like, it. report back to your sister-in-law, like, "Well, here are my concerns." <laughs> no, not at all. The that's job of the job of a brother-in-law is to keep your ass in the back and shut the fuck up. <laughs> that's what your job is. Maybe like. Like bond with the fellow in-laws who feel yeah, like not that connected to the family. That's it. Yep. Anyway, uh, again, keep moving. Rachel and her mother, Kathy. Miss Lindsay wants to know, hey, what are some red flags? Rachel says, you know, I'm not sure Peter can commit to a future with me. Which is true. That is a red flag. <laughs> Big red flag. <laughs> so Mrs. Lindsay 
goes and talks to Peter, and she says, "This I think this was the best of the three mother contestant discussions, A.B., uh, and it's where Peter says that he he thought about asking permission for Rachel's hand in marriage, but he stopped short because he's not sure yet. And Kathy, Rachel's mother, likes that. What do you got on this uh, this discussion between the mother and Pete? Peter's handling it like a true gentleman and a regular guy, you know, real person. I'll I'll come back and ask you at a later time. After yeah. I'm sure I want to marry her because right now I'm not sure because we've been dating for two months. And she yep. has other boyfriends. So it's completely reasonable. And Mrs. Lindsay is a reasonable lady. So she took she took very kindly to that. She liked it. I thought she would be more, I don't know, over the moon about it. But yeah. I think she's she's hesitant to fall in love with any of these guys mm-hmm. just because she's so skeptical of the you know, the whole bachelorette, yeah. the TV show situation. So if I think in a normal scenario, I think that would have played a lot better. But um all right, so overall, what did you think of this? Uh, I mean, this was a positive hometown for Pete, right? You got to think. Uh, no, because when he he didn't get permission to... Yeah, I didn't. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's he's go, she's going to be pissed. You know when she finds out that yeah. you said you would not get engaged to her and you didn't ask for the parents' permission, she's going to be pissed and probably send you home. I guess I meant like... His her family liked him. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. okay. All right. They liked him a lot. He did good with the kids too. He's he there with a little with mixed girl. They, they were having a good time. Uh, that was a boy. Hmm. Gotta think that was a boy. Anyway, back in the house. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was a boy. I was thinking. Of, I was thinking of the little girl later in the episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That girl's unrelated to anyone involved. All right. No. <laughs> back at the house. I got nothing here, AB. Eric seems nervous. You got anything at this back at the house? Uh, this is where Peter is. Isn't this where Peter's sitting with Brian at this point? No, that's later. That's oh, later. Okay. Then I got nothing. All right. That was back at the house. Let's move <laughs> on to Eric meets the Lindsays. But first, the pre-family activity. Eric and Rachel, their big pre-family activity is they go up in that big fucking that ball thing with the ugly cage around it. Mm-hmm. Listen, shout out to all the Dallas listeners. I'm sorry. That thing is ugly. All right. Didn't wow me. I'll put it that way. But these two, hey, they're having fun. They're looking very boyfriend, girlfriend, just relaxed. Eric is loose. Eric's loosening up, baby, by the by the second. Oh, yeah. These two always have fun, though, Rim. Not a big surprise there. Hey, 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 hey. (laughs) What's up? Play a play. Hey, hey. I oh AB, what do you know? Back at the house. This is Brian and Peter. Yeah. Okay. Brian, he's uh he's like, so uh Pete, did you uh did you ask her family or <laughs> <laughs> Peter's like Peter's ba- here, let me do my quick Peter. Uh, no, I'm I'm actually just trying to date her, so I I asked if I could date her. Basically, wave the white flag, AB. <laughs> you're talking to your number one opponent, and you're like, I didn't even bother asking if we could get married. Like, it's over. We didn't talk about this, but asking for their permission to date someone that you're already dating is very stupid. It wasn't... Yeah, I mean, it's not normal, but it's you're not a normal 31 situation. years old, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. 
You're going to get her a promise ring next? <laughs> I, I took it as he knows, Peter knows that the that the parents are expecting that out of these discussions. So he acknowledged that they were expecting that and just wanted to be like, I don't know. I think it seemed respectful, even though if it, you yeah. know, you write it down, you're like, that f- seems weird that he asked permission to pursue a relationship with their daughter, even though he already is. But I think it, I don't know. I think it came off as like him yeah. just trying, going out of his way to be respectful. But yeah, sure. it's fucking weird that he did that. Anyway, I kind of like how Peter called this kind of what it is. Three guys dating the same girl, yet pretending to still be pals with one another. <laughs> like, I don't really want to be pals with you. I don't want to sit here. I wish they would have explored that more. Yeah, I don't really fuck with you, Brian. Um, I mean, honestly, I bet they're, they were all in their respective rooms and the producers were like, all right, fellas, you know, come on out here. We got a quick back at the house segment to film. <laughs> Why don't you two come sit here and act like you like each other? Anyway, that was back at the house. Now on to Eric and Rachel. AB, like I said. Eric seems like a totally different person now than he was at the beginning of the season. Agree or disagree? He's I've come around big time on Eric and I couldn't agree more. He's 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 flipped it. He's he's a different person than what he started out as, but I'm still stunned this guy is here. Yeah, it is weird stunned. to think about. When they when they have their one-on-one nighttime later and he's like, "Just think about this journey." And then I sit and I think about their journey. I'm like, not much of a journey to speak of. Like he's like the shocking top three finalists, <laughs> potential b- token black contestant in the top three. We discussed that. Like, oh yeah, I think that's one hundred percent what this is. Rim. In any event, he seems much more relaxed. He's smiling more. He's more open. He's more engaging. He's funny. I could AB. I could really see these two together. Well, when I was watching that scene, I could I could see it. Here's the thing. He is the token black guy. He got drag. He got he moved on because he's black, but he has seized that opportunity and skyrocketed with the extra time. He's yeah. he's done good. And it's not inconceivable that he would win at this point um, because of how good he's. I mean, at the start of this season, I would have put him in. Well, I wouldn't put him in the top 20 of people that I think would end up with her. Now I could see it. Not inconceivable that he would win. Also not inconceivable that he would be the next Bachelor. You think? I, I did think not think I'd be saying that. Up. AB, I thought so too. And in fact, I said, I think maybe last week or the week before, there's no way he'll be the next Bachelor. But <laughs> the more these episodes go on, the, and you, you, you know, the more FaceTime that Peter has, or the more screen time Peter has, and the more screen time Eric has, you're like, wow, Eric is way more entertaining to watch oh, than for sure. boring ass Peter. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Oh, that's a possibility. I've come back on that. That's that's a good call. And he's he's been the big winner of like three or four episodes in a row where he's mm-hmm. he's been the shining star there. Yeah. He's Eric's hey, megawatt smile. He just needs to let it loose a little more, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Let's not be so serious. Like, we know you got the rough background, but hey, man, the future's bright, Eric. Smile a little bit. <laughs> Loosen up, buddy. Eric meets the Lindsays. Rachel's uncle asks about his background, and Eric goes in, you know, to that whole story we know by now. Yeah. The story that may one day become the background of the next Bachelor. But Constance, older sister Constance, who's kind of the ringleader for the, you know, she's, you know, coming at these guys harsher than most, mm-hmm. including Rachel's mother. Constance comes at him for his lack of experience with serious long-term relationships. 
AB, this kind of ticked something else in my mind when Eric said, you know, my last serious relationship was for eight months in 2015. I just want to point this out. It's kind of different from past seasons in that none of these guys seem to have broken up with their girlfriends to be on the show. Yeah, it's never, it hasn't really been a thought. It doesn't seem like any of these guys are coming out of any sort of long-term relationship. I feel like maybe Jordan Rogers was, or some other guys, yeah. or like or Robbie, I think that was a big thing. Robbie was, mm-hmm. yep. Robbie. Um, anyway, Constance and Eric. So Constance, her concern comes through in their discussions. He says, I think you are on two different paths with your relationships. Constance might be a lawyer too, for all we know, it because she kind of <laughs> she kind of presses Eric yep. to say that he's never been in love, and we've talked about this a little bit already. But that's irrelevant. I mean, it seems kind of like hey, ease off him, but it's relevant information. If you're going to fall in love on a TV show, it probably helps that you know what it is. Very fair. Constance also mentions that she doesn't see she's she's just watching like signs and how they're acting around each other and she's she says she doesn't think they have as good of a relationship as her and as rachel and peter that's interesting i i mean i have to run back the tape for a third time to really analyze you know body language experts but uh i don't know I, i think they seem fine eric and mama Lindsay, the marriage discussion so the big question with Eric is, how do you know you're ready to marry someone if you've never been in love or witnessed love, really, in his life, mm-hmm. up close? I'm going to say what Eric said in response to Miss Lindsay's question. A lot of adjectives, A.B., so try to keep up. Commitment on all cylinders, compromises, communication, alliteration, sacrifice, he didn't say alliteration, sacrifice, <laughs> understanding, happiness, family, what you guys have, a strong foundation. And I think he even said more. But he gets to the point. He says, A.B., I need you to grade this asking a parent for a hand in marriage question, all right? I need you out of 10 or maybe okay. whatever you want to, whatever your grading scale is for this. And so, Miss Lindsay, I want to ask you if I have the permission um, to propose to your daughter, take her hand in marriage, and answer however you feel, you know, nothing, <laughs> nothing is going to affect, you know, I just want the truth, honestly. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. That's how he asked. And so, Mrs. Lindsay. Yes. I want to ask you if I had the permission, um, to propose to your daughter and take her hand in marriage and, Answer however you feel. I don't. Nothing is gonna affect. You know. I just want the truth, honestly. And that's yeah. It's not great, Rim. It's not great. But as I've said before, asking a parent for their permission is more nerve wracking than asking the actual your significant other. So he was nervous. Ooh, little marriage talk for maybe folks. Nobody knows it better. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true, and and especially the in this situation, yeah. it's got to be even more awkward knowing that somebody TV. else probably did it yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, he was just nervous. That's fine. Good, good, fair point. I wanted to roast him for that, but I mean, who am I? Who am I to roast somebody <laughs> for that? <laughs> um, but hey, Rachel's mom, her answer—I didn't really understand this discussion. Ab. 
At this point, if Rachel decided you two were going to take that journey to, uh, which could lead to marriage, um, I feel comfortable with that. Um, and so wherever that leads, I trust her. Thank you. You're welcome. So. Eric, number one, did you or did you not ask for her hand in marriage? It wasn't very clear. <laughs> and Kathy, did you grant it or not? Because it, you weren't really clear on that either. What just happened here? So she kind of uh, – she definitely was beaten around the bush, but mm -hmm. she does say – she at the end, she said she trusts Rachel. So if, if she decides that, then she's okay with it. So basically, she did grant permission. I like. I kind of like how she, uh, Rachel's mom, answered those questions. She was basically she was putting too. the onus on Rachel. Like, you yep. know what? This is almost out of my hands at this point. I trust Rachel and love Rachel enough to like trust her judgment. And yep. even if like normally I would say no or be hesitant about this, she's just like, yeah. If Rachel wants to marry you, like balls to the wall, buddy. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, AB, back at the house. AB, the watches, the fucking watches. Can you believe Rachel <laughs> wore her watch? She had the fucking goal to do that. Absolute, the heinous goal to wear that watch. Un in front of your other boyfriends. It's one thing if Brian's wearing his, that's fine. I mean, it's an $8,000 watch. You got to yep. get that confidence to just ooze as if you don't have enough already. And it's another thing. It's fine if Rachel wears it, you know, on the date. But to roll up in the in the back of the house room with the other dudes right there and to wear your watch. With the couple's watches? I mean, you, are, you know what my mom would say if, if, and she could say this because I was a male, but she'd say, Tim, you are cruising for a bruising. I'll tell you <laughs> what. <laughs> Unbelievable that she wore this watch. My whole body is tense thinking about the disrespect that it is disrespectful. What are you thinking when you put that watch on? You're, like, you're getting your hair all done, you're getting ready, and you're like, oh, God, put my watch on. I'm going with Brian <laughs> today. The watch. <laughs> We got matching watches. I'm going to wear this today. All right. Well, I'm going to stroll on into the boys' room. Anyway, Brian, you ready to go? I mean, I would. I, we said if if when Brian got that watch and came back with that watch, we would have fucking packed our bags on the spot. <laughs> if you didn't pack your bags in, now is the time to pack your bags. You're not going to win. They have matching watches that they wear on dates <laughs> Matching $10,000 watches. Because the writing is on the wall, folks. Unbelievable. Uh Anyway, whew, I'm out of breath. After Brian leaves, you know, 20 grand in watches walks out the door. <laughs> Pete comes in with the hot, with the now infamous. In Miami, there's a lot of fake boobs, fake asses, and fake cheeks. The Yee cheeks. Sound the alarm. <laughs> the cheeks. That is a fucking low blow. That's a, well, it's, I think it's a fair blow. It's a, it's a fair blow, but whoa. It's I think it's hilarious because number one, I now little you know, naive Midwestern guys here, I didn't know fake cheeks were a thing at all. <laughs> okay, especially on guys, on males. So the fact that Peter that's not like a common thing. He calls out the two most common fake things in yeah. breasts and buttockses. Mm -hmm. And then he adds cheeks. I mean, pretty obviously what he's 
He's a little sly, little shade, little under yeah, the exactly. table. <laughs> Letting you know he thinks sweet. Peter had, or Brian had a little work done on the cheeks. There's no other done. reason to say cheeks there. None. None. <laughs> that was a blatant shot at Brian. All right. Um, pre-family activity with Brian and Rachel. Quick recap, baby. Peter had to go fucking shopping for baby clothes. Okay. Doesn't have a baby. None on the horizon. Eric went to a restaurant with some champagne at like 11 in the morning. And Brian gets to meet Rachel's close personal friends. The ones who signed (laughs) her up for the show so they get first glance at her future husband. Folks, do not be blinded. Like, I'm just like, use logic here. He's got the watch. He meets her close personal friends. She's head over heels with them. First impression. Add it all up, folks. It, it's not like Eric and Peter are not going to win. They're not. <laughs> Sorry. At this point, at this point, it's more likely that Nick Vial shows up to the final rose ceremony and swoops <laughs> in. Like Nick Vial has a better chance of winning than Eric and Peter, in my opinion. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, back to this little rooftop restaurant. Cute little rooftop. Champagne and mimosas for lunch. I'm surprised Chris Harrison didn't swoop in and be like, what's up, ladies? I'm sorry, you guys getting mimosas? <laughs> Y'all having brunch and mimosas? Oh. That's my jam. <laughs> Mind if I take a seat? <laughs> I don't know if you caught this, Rim. Brian gives a like a little short cheers. I didn't. Toast. So they called he- it a toast. <laughs> yeah. You don't give it cheers. You give it toast. He's giving it. Brian gave a, a, a toast. I said cheers because of what he said. Okay. <laughs> he's he's so he's toasting the two new friends in Rachel and Herman and he says cheers to me and Rachel. Isn't that uh, a weird yeah. thing to say yeah. when you're like it should have been like two new friends and yeah, yeah, yeah. something something that includes the two friends. <laughs> How not to give a toast. Yeah, they didn't include the the only other people the strangers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cheers to me and Rachel and that was it. <laughs> I, you know what? I kind of hope they get married because I want to see his toast at the wedding. Be like, <laughs> well, to the bachelorette and me and Rachel, specifically us two in the room. <laughs> uh, another thing I noticed about Brian, they go, what do you, you know, what do you do? And he goes, I'm a chiropractic physician, which maybe, I mean, you want to talk about stretching the truth a little bit here. <laughs> Chiropractors aren't technically physicians. Now, I'm a huge chiropractor guy. Okay, but a lot of people who are skeptical about the practice see this as just one more fraudulent thing about our guy, Brian. Just let me point that out. (laughs) Shout out to our friends, though, for asking straight up. Have you said I love you? Just totally normal thing for people to ask their friends and their boyfriends, (laughs) the brand new boyfriends (laughs) that you've just met. Hey, AB, uh, nice to meet you and your new girlfriend. Do you love each other? Have you, have you guys said that I love the three little words yet? Anyway, cheers. <laughs> this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. All right, Brian meets the Lindsay's. He seemed kind of nervous here, AB. Did he not? I mean, I don't know. He seemed kind of out of breath. He's out of his I element. Nervous. Yeah. He's out of his element. He didn't seem, he did not seem like the cool, smooth Miami guy when he came, when he sat down in the hot seat. I'll tell you that that's, much. That's true. Um, he said he was, he mentioned he wanted to start a family and quote, build a legacy. Oh, what are you, the fucking Rockefellers? <laughs> <laughs> The Carnegies? The Lannisters? <laughs> the Lannisters out here? <laughs> oh, a little Game of Thrones teaser, AB. Yeah. We got that coming up later. Yeah, I was, I was just like, dude, I mean, you're now you're just spouting. This is classic Brian spouting total nonsense bullshit. <laughs> oh, I just want to build a legacy. I mean, <laughs> you could literally, at multiple points in this episode, he would be completely out of words to say, and you could see his mind turning <laughs> to try to come up with something to spin it in his favor. <laughs> I mean, the guy knows all the words. He knows all the words to say. And Rachel said as much. She's like, you always know what words to say. Yeah, he's going through his fucking Rolodex in his head of all these sleazy sayings and shitty ads in there. What's worked before? What worked when I was on the player? (laughs) Hey, uh, forgive us for not playing that. Yeah, that's messed up. That's messed up. Sorry, there's a lot of shit going on. We forgot that Brian used to be on the player. Um, Anyway. Miss Lindsay asks what I think is a very interesting question. Maybe weird, but interesting nonetheless. When your wife and your mother bump heads, where does the loyalty lie? What do you think of Brian's response here, A.B., and Rachel's response, for that matter? I mean, he eventually got to the right place in the right answer, which is obviously when you're talking to the mother of the person you're dating, the correct answer is their daughter. Mm-hmm. He eventually got there, but it took him a while. It took him a while, but also we met Brian's mother last week. I mean, she might off herself when she sees this episode and finds that she's not the number one person in Brian's life. So that's why, I mean, I get why he was struggling. He was like, oh, shit, my mom's going to see this. I mean, Brian was lying, though. He, Oh, yeah. Otherwise, he would have said it really quick that it's it's obvious that he'd be your wife. He was lying. If yeah. push comes to shove, he's taking the mom. Um, I just thought it was a weird question. She's basically like, who do you love? Who do you love more, Rachel or your mother? <laughs> like when you when you say it that in those terms, it's like, oh, that's gonna mess up. Anyway, they eat lunch. Brian says he considered Rachel his girlfriend basically right away. And Constance, the lone, like the most logical person in the room, is taken aback. She was your girlfriend after a week? What do you got on Constance having, you know, a little bit of skepticism? The lack of she sees the lack of authenticity in Brian. I mean, she's she's reading them just like we read them, Rim. Finally, someone is calling this guy out for what he is. She says, you know, he thinks she thinks he's a charmer. And he is. He's throwing around phrases like, I love her so much at this lunch. Just being playing real fast and loose with the L word. We have Peter on one end of the spectrum, who's like terrified to say it. Um, Eric, who's never felt it before, but he's pretty sure he's got it going on. And then Brian is just just lobbing L bombs <laughs> all, all over the place, the place left and, and right. Constance is just sitting there rolling her eyes, deep eye rolls the entire <laughs> fucking lunch. Um, 
A couple more things. Rachel's uncle asks a great question, what I thought was a great question. She goes, what qualities does Rachel accentuate in you? Basically, how does Rachel make you a better person? And that prompts Rachel to be like, okay, guys, like too much. Like, ooh, like slow. You're asking so many questions about the guy I might marry in two weeks. Get engaged in two weeks. <laughs> and Rachel's brother, this Rachel's brother-in-law, unbelievably <laughs> chimes in. in. He chimes in. It's like, nobody asked you, bro. He goes, well, I mean, actually, it's a valid point. I mean, let's get down, down to brass tacks here. Maybe. <laughs> This guy, like low key, as the kids say, an unbelievable character in this show. <laughs> he really is. He really is. She basically looks at him like, this fucking does not concern you, bro. <laughs> you are not my brother. You are a brother-in-law. I think he's a psychologist or he's like a psychology major or something because he's like, he's always looking at people like, what's really going on with this person? Like yeah. giving his two cents on every little like human interaction. It's like, chill out, back off, all right, for two seconds. It doesn't concern you. A.B., what'd you make of one of the all-time hack jobs when it comes to editing? When <laughs> they show Brian this leaving the happen. table. That did not happen. <laughs> that did not happen. And Rim, in fact, I Brian on his Instagram commented that this, that shit didn't happen the way. Yeah. I mean, we hate Brian, but this shit was so, like, that's not how it went down. Everyone knew it when they saw it. Well, because the family was like, yeah, sure, no problem. Yeah. It was not <laughs> awkward at all. He was like, hey, I'm going to get up and go. And he went He went to go talk to her dad. I mean, that's the other thing we haven't touched touched on. It sounds like Rachel's dad is involved. He just can't be on the show. So he's yeah, he met all these guys. Show. He's there. Yeah. And they meet him. God, that stinks. I would love for Rachel's dad, based on her description, to be meeting Brian in particular, the sleazeball. On camera. Yeah. On camera. Yep. Um, but we'll never know how Brian answered that question. And I kind of really wanted to know. I mean, how, how does Rachel make you better, Brian? I don't know. Anyway, this, you know, Rachel is irritated that her family is um, vetting her potential husband, I guess, vigorously <laughs> questioning the man whom she just met. Uh, her mom says, you have to understand you're in a bubble and we're outside of the bubble. Couldn't say it better. It's a good, it's a great, it's a great perspective, I think. Mm -hmm. But Rachel's not trying to hear it, A.B., to be um, fair to Rachel, there is definitely a different vibe in all the questioning <laughs> that Brian's getting compared to the other guys. It is different. It's a different feeling that this that the room had. A totally different feeling. Rachel's mom flat out says, you know, she can't believe how often the word love is being thrown around here. And, you know, she says you're in a bubble, we're not, but Rachel's not trying to hear it. She's bending over backwards to justify her infatuation. Rachel's just acting like that teenage girl who brought home the bad boy that yep, the parents don't like. And now she is trying to justify why she's seeing this guy. I'm trying to think of bad boys from like 90s sitcoms. And the only one I could think of is like a young Sean from Boy Meets World. And he's not even <laughs> that bad. He just wore a leather jacket. Yeah. Um, so if you can think of better bad boys than that, let me know. But you're right. She's basically like her mom, who's been married for like almost 40 years, knows what love is, knows what family raising a family is, is like, hey, you know, pump the brakes on the love. It's only been a month. And she's like, well, you don't think you can fall in love in a month? She's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. So Rachel's just I mean, she's 
she's going she's backed into a corner here and she's she's clawed back she's saying well well don't you think people can have different definitions of love and it's sad to see ab you know a once great star has embarrassing just, it's yeah it's humiliating as you like to say <laughs> <laughs> all right wrap up this hometown brian talks to rachel's mom he takes an interesting route here i thought he says first that he intends to marry Rachel, full stop. No wishy-washy, no beating around the bush. Then he follows that up by saying, like, hey, I would love your blessing. It's not exactly, can I have your blessing? No. And it's not, can I have your blessing? Here's why, because I might want to marry her. I just, you know, I thought that was a more true to Brian's form. It's a it's more direct route. He tells her. He doesn't ask her. He's basically like, if you want to give me your blessing, that's fine. If not, like, I'm probably going to do this anyway. Like, I'm going to win and I'm going to propose. You want to jump on this bandwagon or are you going to be against it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Kathy, interesting quote from Miss Lindsay here. If you don't, she's talking about relationships in general. If you don't have issues, then somebody's not being true to the other. I can think of one relationship that doesn't have any issues. (laughs) In the end, AB, this, you know, we pinned our hopes on this, on Rachel's family tearing down Brian, tearing Brian a new one for, if you want to get graphic, and, you know, shaking Rachel and saying, listen, this guy is not the right guy for you. But that didn't happen. This was the last trap. Along this was the, the last trap. Around, the last speed bump that he had to get over, and he, he got, o- got over it unscathed. Now we're on the downward slide toward Brian ruining Rachel's life. I mean, it's inevitable now. (laughs) AB, it's time to go to Spain. A warm weather locale. Finally. You've been begging for it all year, and here we are. While they're in Spain, AB, Rachel and Eric take a helicopter. AB, have you been watching Game of Thrones this season? I have not watched either episode yet, but I'm going to. Okay, well, in the first episode and a little bit of the second episode, Daenerys Targaryen finally makes her way home to her where she was born, Dragonstone. They cross the Narrow Sea. Okay. Getting ready to wage war in all of Westeros and take sure. Westeros for her own. Dragonstone is this crazy, like, remote island. A.B., Eric and Rachel go to Dragonstone. Really? Yes. Now, I don't know how you've missed this, but when I first saw the overhead shots of the scene, I was like, oh, that's cool. That like the, you know, that long, like kind of cat, like walk up to the castle. It's like, that kind of looks, that looks kind of like Dragonstone. So I grabbed the screenshots and posted it like kind of tongue in cheek, you know, like, hey, you know, little Dragonstone. Then I looked at him and it's fucking actual Dragonstone, AB. (laughs) You know, it bums me out that you haven't seen that. Otherwise, we could have a real discussion on it. But they went to Dragonstone. That's pretty sweet. Anyway, Rachel and Eric. Um... I don't know. I got nothing on. They go ring the bell thing. Have a nice little discussion. Take a helicopter ride. You got anything on this? You just want to move to the nighttime? Yeah, let's move on. Nighttime dinner at the Vineyard Castle. Magical setting. Back. It's been a while since we've seen a magical setting. I'm excited for this. AB, what do you make of Eric's... I think he stumbled a bit when he was talking about the hot tub in Copenhagen as some sort of turning point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't a good look. Like oh. when a girl's like, "When did you know you liked me?" Or like, "What was your favorite when part?" You you know, like the hot tub. <laughs> it was when I first saw you in that bikini, girl. 
Yeah, what's up? Um, anyway, he almost saves it, though, with a little speech about how he's never felt this way before. And he finally says, I'm in love with you. Whoa. What did you think of Rachel's reaction? I thought she she was fine. She didn't say anything, but that's good. She can't say I love you to him right now. Can't do it. Why not? She said it to Peter. She said it to Dean. She melts when other guys say it. You can't say... So, she had... The only option she had was to either say I love you or say nothing. You can't say I'm falling in love with you after someone says I love you. Sure you can. No. You just go, I'm fall- I'm, I, I got feelings for you. I'm falling for you. I really care about you. You got to say something. You she just didn't said say he loves shit. her. You just got to stay silent. That's yeah. the way to go. She did all right. I'll tell you what. I thought she hung him out to dry. If you go back and watch that, I thought she hung him out to dry. And honestly, I thought there was a possibility she was going to send him home. Really? Before she went in for a kiss, I thought it was like, uh-oh, she's not feeling this. See, like she, Her smile seemed forced. She didn't seem enthused. And she didn't... You're right. Now that I think back to it a little, a little more... He said it, and she. You would think they'd go in for an immediate kiss, like, "Oh my God, Eric just said I love you." But they, yeah. she didn't do anything. She, yeah, you're right about that. He was like, "I'm in love with you," and then he like says some more stuff, and he goes, "Anyway, <laughs> Rachel, Lindsay," <laughs> like he, he sounded like he was about to propose, like he's just trying to fill the dead air with words. <laughs> I hey, remember when people used to say "I love you" like way earlier remember robbie didn't robbie say it on the first one-on-one with jojo <laughs> he said i love you on the first date <laughs> um anyway eric gets the fantasy suite invite good for him rachel asks him if she wants when they look at the card she goes you want to do this like, come on a little crass a little <laughs> crass <laughs> all right peter and rachel they go to this dank damp Wait, hold up. <laughs> you know the best part about fantasy suites? What? Rim, when the the camera cuts to like a really messy bed just for a couple seconds to let you know what's going on in the fantasy suites. <laughs> like the, the light clicks off. Like, oh, yeah. oh no. <laughs> what can they be doing? <laughs> um, anyway, that, go And ahead. also like... It's kind of weird that the camera crew like shoves in there when they're like brushing their teeth in the morning. Like, knock, knock, knock. Hey, yeah, we're not ready. No, perfect. We're just going to come in. I know you guys don't have your clothes on, but here we come. All right. We get the real moments, the, 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 the brushing your teeth moment. All right. Anyway, can I do my Peter and Rachel thing now? You threw me off. Yeah. Unbelievable. Peter and Rachel in the wine cellar, allegedly built and owned and operated by this old ass guy. We don't know that for sure because no one knows what he's saying. Maybe he speaks zero English. Would you say this was the most odd date you've ever seen? I mean, basically all the plans resolved around talking to people that you couldn't communicate with. The whole date. The whole, the whole date. date. They didn't understand a thing that was said. And then he starts singing and it's not as if he's a talented singer. So no. it's just an old guy. <laughs> it's an old guy singing. He's standing. In a different language. He's standing a foot away from her face, singing. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad singing. And they didn't know <laughs> what he was saying. <laughs> All right. Uh, Peter and Rachel outside. Peter gives a toast. But, A.B., it struck me as kind of a night one toast. It was. He was like, I'm excited to spend more time with you. Yeah. I mean. Come on. Pete. Do you think, do you think at this point Peter is – could, we could have mentioned this earlier, but – I think now he sees the writing on the wall. He sees the watches. He sees the way she looks at Brian. He sees all that. 
And couple that with the fact that, you know, since he was 18, he's wanted to be the bachelor. Do you think he's angling for that now? Do you think he's angling kind of to not win, basically, to be second, to be the guy, you know, who comes up just short? I think that that's that definitely could be what he's going for, because the stance that he's taking is not one that you want to win. He's 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 not doing the things that you'd need to do to win. Like even if even if you didn't believe in getting engaged, I don't think it'd be that big a deal. Like you actually aren't married. So if yeah. if you wanted to win and you really liked Rachel enough, you would probably just uh, compromise with her and get engaged. Get engaged and don't sit a day. Do the old the old yeah. Pam and Pam and Roy. Yep. He said, you know, this was kind of weird because they start that big discussion, picking up where they left off. We're actually just kind of talking about what went down when Peter talked to her family. It says, I didn't feel comfortable asking your mother for permission to marry you. They're about to have the conversation. When an adorable girl turns the corner, AB. I think the producers bailed Peter out on this one. What do you think? <laughs> Go save him. Hey, hey, yep, yep, come on, go over here and give him the flower, give him the flower. And then the girl leads them to the grape stomping. I don't know, it was like a spooky, again, she well, doesn't fucking speak English, she was yeah, like the exorcist of, or something. So yeah, the girl shows up, the creepy little girl shows up, and creepy. her mom. <laughs> but yeah, the, it appears like it's the old guy's family, maybe, that shows up, and then they do grape smashing, but they, again, cannot communicate with each other. Well, I'll tell you what, they did share kind of a, you know, a seven out of ten hot moment in the old grape when they're the old grapes. You know what I mean? <laughs> Rachel says, I'm falling in love with Peter to the camera. This kind of surprised me. I don't think she said that yet because she's been kind of like waffing around like, does Peter love me or not? She says, I'm falling in love with Peter, but basically that she needs to know if Pete's going to propose at the end of this. AB, stay woke. I think Rachel knows Pete's not going to say it. So she's saying, I'm falling in love with him. I don't know, just to add some tension. To make her look better. Yeah. Romantic nighttime date. AB, do you like this wine cork tradition that Peter introduced? Because I fucking loved it. <laughs> I didn't mind it. I did not mind it. I'm about to get into wine just to start this tradition. So does he, does he sign, he signs it and dates it. And then what does he do with the corks? You just save them. You save them? Okay. You don't sign and date it. You write a little message about like the time, you, you know, did. maybe a little inside joke about the time. Uh, you get okay. To yeah, I love kind it. Of fun. Then That's you have fun. a little cork, big thing of corks, and you can just like pick one out and be like, oh, I remember this great memory. Yeah. It's better than selfies on Instagram, maybe. More sincere. The problem is we don't like fucking, we don't like wine. It can't oh, be like, AB. Rim and AB can't save the Captain Morgan private stock caps. That's literally exactly what I wrote. I said we could just we could just do it with fancy rum corks. That's I swear to God, that's what I wrote. The rum brothers. No, that's like when people save like the Crown Royal bags. <laughs> can't be that guys. No, we can't. Well, shit. All right. Well. All right, AB. The discussion. All caps. Rachel, fair point. She says, I didn't come this far and put my life on hold and sacrifice everything I had to do to do this just to have a boyfriend at the end of it. Side note, you get you get paid a lot for this, Rachel. <laughs> you didn't do this for free. Let's not act like you put everything on hold and you're getting nothing out of this. Like, even if you don't find a husband, you're, you made over $100,000 for this. You come out on top. For this couple for months of work. 
Yeah. And you're, no, you'll be okay if you don't if it doesn't work out. And no one like fires an employee for going on the bachelor bachelorette. In general, no. it seems like it's a fun thing, like everybody can get behind. Like um yep. she says, That's not what I want because I could have done that without all of this. That's a fair point, A B. If she's gonna okay. if she has options where people are gonna propose, then she might as well take those. This was bizarre, though, this statement here. She basically says that a proposal doesn't mean you're for sure getting married anytime soon. It's, quote, cultivating a relationship and seeing what you have and if you can work outside of that. Hmm? What does that even mean? What are you talking about? These two have just have fundamental differences in what they believe engagement is. And Rachel's wrong. Yeah, it's there. It's not <laughs> like, like I don't want to. This is probably not something that can be right or wrong, but Rachel's wrong. <laughs> no, it is. It is, though, because like the definition of engagement is like we intend to marry each other yeah. relatively soon. That's like the book definition of engagement. And Rachel believes it means something else. It's not like you. That's like some flat earth shit. Like, it's fine that you believe <laughs> that, but you're wrong. It's <laughs> not what the word means. <laughs> Peter thinks engagement is like marriage soon, more, you know, the traditional view of proposing. Peter doesn't want to be engaged more than once, just like he doesn't want to be married more than once, which is no, it, reasonable. Rachel says, I don't, I don't want to do this more than once either. But then why is your like definition of so loosey goosey? Like you're, you're asking just to do for it more than once. Yeah. If He's like, I, re- I can't even, I mean, we're talking over each other here because we don't know what's going on with this, AB. <laughs> what's going on with this girl? AB. Do you think she just wants that Neil Lane diamond ring? That how I don't God knows how much that ring costs. So you that, think she just wants that ring? That's an interesting point because someone also mentioned to me a, a buddy that I I talk with about the Bachelor. Um, he asked me, and I'll ask you the the same question. Do you think she gets a bonus for getting engaged? Yes, in her contract. It did not take me long to think. Yes, because that getting it's engaged is way better for the show. Yes. So yeah, if you get engaged, I wouldn't be shocked if if it's in her contract that the if she does get engaged, she gets more money. Ab, great That's point. The, what other reasonable explanation is there to have the stance that she has? Which is basically like, just get engaged, we'll figure it out No later. matter what, yeah. No yeah. matter what, Peter is the most, re- he has the most reasonable um opinion on this show and for some reason he's being he's being thrown out because of it that would also explain why we see contestants who are skeptical who who get cold feet and maybe don't want to get engaged on the show as contestants who later become bachelor and bachelorettes and then they're all in on getting engaged like rachel appears to be because if i recall correctly she was like hesitant to get engaged she wasn't as all in as the other contestants on Nick's season. Yep. And now she's like, it's a do or die engagement or nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Absolutely. I would have to agree with that. So these two are at a stalemate, AB. Neither of them know what to say. She's not coming off her end. He's not coming off his end. She's crying. You know, she knows it's over, basically, between these two. He might hang around longer, but he's not going to win. And she says it's devastating. Absolutely devastating. Maybe devastating for him, not for her. <laughs> for her, it just fine. makes the decision easy. Yeah. yeah. So that's where we're left off. We're hit, they hit us with the TBC, AB, to be continued. Next week, Men Tell All. We'll talk about that later. We'll do an episode for that. But the finale is in two weeks. Do you think there's a finale or is there two episodes in between here? They're not even done with Fantasy Suites. 
Yeah, they said they said that. And oh, okay. My my point is, there's a whole lot of shit that has to happen on that. Exactly. I think it's got to be a three hour episode. I really do. Because here's what has to happen: this discussion with Peter needs to wrap up. And there's a 30 minute discussion. There's yes. going to be 30 minutes of airtime about what's going on here. And after that, he he needs to get a fantasy suite. And we know he gets a fantasy suite because we see him in different clothes crying. We see him at the three person rose ceremony. So Peter's not going anywhere. If you didn't see the preview for next week, you might be led to believe that it's over for him. You know, first thing next next episode. But it's not Two, Brian. We haven't seen Brian in Spain. Brian needs his Spain date and fantasy suite. The most talked about fantasy suite is going to be Brian's. <laughs> Three, well, yeah, he'll go on and on about it. Three, in a non-classy way. Mr. Sloppy Seconds, God knows what he's going to have to say. <laughs> Three, Brian. I, You know what? Someone needs to hit Brian with the Sloppy Seconds line, hopefully at the yeah. Rose ceremony. Oh, you got <laughs> yeah. Sloppy Thirds, Brian. How are you feeling now? Where's Ellen now? <laughs> Third, Brian and someone else need to do their final dates. Or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, Rachel needs to get angsty about it. And then she needs to choose someone in a final rose ceremony. All in one episode. And they have to both go to the ring place. The ring guy. What's yes. that guy's name? I can't remember what his name is. But Neil they Lane. Go- I literally just said it. Neil Lane. I just <laughs> said it. Oh, okay. That's the name of the guy? <laughs> yeah, that's the guy. Neil Lane. Oh, okay. They don't send some fucking secretary. It's Neil goddamn Lane. <laughs> the ring guy. Yeah, those are each 10-minute segments where they show the guy like, I don't know if I'm ready. Like, I hope you pick blah, blah, blah. Like, yep. There's like three plus hours of footage here. We still got to we gotta slog through. <laughs> anyway, um, what are your predictions for the next episode? I predict... I, I think this is, a, this is a little bit of the producers, you know, making it seem worse than it is here with this conversation with Rachel and Peter. I think... We're going to – it's going to start next week and it's going to be like, oh, this wasn't that big a deal. And they'll make up and then they'll have their fantasy suite. Yeah. But what do you make of them crying what appears to be the next day or at least later that night in different clothes? They're both bawling. Who knows what the, what they're crying about, Rim? Don't fall yeah. for this. Who knows? It's probably – judging by what's happened so far, Rachel is not crying about anything Peter's done and Peter's not <laughs> crying about anything Rachel's done. Uh, the Rose Cast, where we tamp down all your expectations <laughs> for next episode. <laughs> That's yeah. just a little, a little. It makes them it's like true. the Rose Cast more. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's better than the episodes. We bring it to you straight. We're not, but we're not leaning on here. Um, okay, I guess the only thing left to determine is, I mean, if we assume that Brian's going to win, and again, up until this point, we have seen nothing. They're not even doing a very good job of like leading us off the scent. Nope. You know what I mean? Or maybe making making it seem like Brian's going to win is them leading us off the scent. Maybe. But if it's not, you know, I don't know. Anyway, who do you think is going to go home at the next rose ceremony? Eric Peter. or Peter? Peter? You think it's Peter? Yeah. Okay. Really do. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, I guess, Eric, one last thing about that then. Eric, if it's between Eric and Peter, who, who do, would you want to see be the next Bachelor? Eric. Me too. For sure. 180 from two weeks ago. Peter's Peter is a great guy, and I like Peter a lot. Um, but he's also boring, dreadfully. So boring. I don't know if he could. I don't know if he could carry the series like Eric could. No. Oh, and I forgot to mention this earlier about the maybe the Bachelor Bachelor getting a bonus for getting engaged. I was cruising. Um, I don't know some Reddit thread the other day. Apparently, in a, the Australian version, they ba- they like never get engaged. 
it's like an expectation that you don't get engaged. Oh. But I think that would be difficult. Like once you've already gone there. Once you've had the engagements, those big engagement moments. You can't draw it back. Yeah. yeah. So we're stuck with that. But interesting. Yeah, I fully believe in the in the bonus theory. Well, it makes it all juicier too. The bachelor bachelorette family. It makes it all ju- there's divorces, there's way more divorces and breakups and if they yeah. weren't even engaged, it wouldn't be that big a deal. It's definitely better. Great point because the post even though ABC doesn't like profit directly off of the tabloid and like the discussion exactly. post season, it keeps bachelorette stuff kind of churning. It keeps the the mill churning and in the news. So they do benefit from that when people are talking about it when it's not this, you know, not airing. Absolutely. Anyway, next week, Men Tell All, we'll do an episode. That one we can almost guarantee will be less than an hour. Um, this one was not as usual. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. As always, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you have not already. Um, also, we love reading reviews. If you have a couple minutes, there's some instructions on how to rate and review the pod on Apple Podcasts. In the description of the show, AB, quick question. Yes, sir. Are there any, I'm trying to look at the calendar here. Are there any, are there any like special events going on this week? It's, it's July 25th, Rim. Uh, it's, oh my God. Yeah. Come on. Refer a friend week, Rim. Wow. Yeah. Refer a friend week. Yep. This week and I think it's bleeds into next too, right? It's a couple month thing. The refer a friend week is actually a couple month thing. So. Yeah, Refer a Friend Week 2017. So if you like what you hear and you have friends who listen, who watch The Bachelorette and are just not pleased with their current recap podcast, and I can imagine, I've listened to some other ones, I bet that's likely. <laughs> so if you're if you're trying to spread the good news, the good word of the Rosecast Nation, let your friends know. We appreciate it. Um, anyway, thanks for listening. Rosecast, at RosecastCS on Twitter, 8scenes.com. This has been Rim and AB, TTYL. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.